As a listener of the Shift Your Consciousness podcast presented by Marcus White and Jordan Briggs, we would like you to understand that this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not medical advice. Any changes to your supplementation, nutrition or lifestyle should only be done after consulting with a medical professional. Welcome to the Shift Your Consciousness podcast. My name is Marcus White. And my name is Jordan Briggs. We help people overcome a range of chronic and acute health issues and empower people to live a healthy, fulfilling life. Our mission in this podcast is to bring oppressed and current relevant information from all realms of health that you most likely don't know to empower new possibilities in your health journey. We want to help free your mind of the indoctrination of the mainstream medical system, media and societal dogma that disempowers your ability to heal, grow and live a connected life. If you're someone who is feeling trapped in your journey, not getting answers, but also equally fascinated in learning how to address the root cause to your health issues and is also open-minded to all mediums of health, this podcast is for you. So come join us to shift your consciousness. Uh, welcome, everyone. Um, today's podcast is going to be a really, really powerful conversation. It's, um, it's also um, a bit of an inspiring kind of conversation. Um, it's talking a little bit about both mine and Marx's journey as fathers um, and also even just talking about um, our, our children or child, Emila, Leo for, for Marcus, um, their, their birth. Yeah. Talking about their birth and because um, we, we both did home birth um, and it's a bit of a taboo kind of thing to do home birth, maybe even going to the extra mile like free birth as well. Um, it's a bit, it, it, it raises eyebrows and, um, and yeah, we're going to talk a lot about the indoctrination, um, that is really heavily kind of placed on women, um, and also just humans <laughs> from a young age about the fear around birth and, mm. And we'll talk a little bit about, I guess, how actually natural birth is, the most natural thing that's ever been known to man. Um, and that, you know, there's a lot of, lot of fear that needs to be unlearned because it's, it doesn't have to be a fearful thing. Um, so, but yeah, we, we would like to give our perspective as fathers um, and go into that. Um, now, yeah, kind of where it all started for, for myself was um, obviously – both me and Evelyn, we, well, Evelyn wanted to do home birth. Mm. That was just what she wanted to do. It's what she felt safe to do. Um, but she also just knew a lot and was researching or learning along the way about a, at the, the Western system and how, you know, backward the birthing kind of process is within that system, um, which we'll explore today. Um, and, um, and, you know, we, we were picking up all that information and um, I actually noticed Marcus and Bell. Um, Marcus, already, who I already knew from working with Marvel, really good friends from Ascot Fitness, um, where we reconnected as well um, through um, that journey of you guys going through that process of home birth. And it inspired the hell out of me because um, I saw you guys had an amazing experience. It was tough by the sound of it for Bell, but, but you guys got through it and you, you did it. You know, it was incredible. And you had a little Leah at the end and, you know, there was some incredible inspiring conversations that we had about, about it. And I know your passion mm. just really lit me up yeah. in that space. And it also started to make me question things a lot more and I started to go, oh, shit. Um, so, yeah, I'd love to um, hand it over to you and just hear your journey with it. And yeah. Maybe start the birth because I think birth is, would be cool to – 
I might, I might even start before that. All right, I might cool. even go into my um, – the, the classic sort of stuff that comes up. All um, right, sweet. Because oh, well, I, you're – you know, obviously, say you got inspired by our birth. I was inspired – but we were inspired by my sister as well. Like, Bell wanted to do home birth. Yeah. But um, my sister – and I never knew about birth trauma until my sister. So, my sister had her first son, um, was induced – Two epidurals, you know, just went with the flow in the system. Yeah. Um, my nephew Harvey pretty much got ripped out of her. Um, she was a mess after the birth and she would just talk about, constantly talk about like how, she, how violated she felt and like the trauma yeah. that she went through. And she was so obsessed with, um, you know, physiological birth. Like she just kept researching it constantly after this event mm. that happened with Harvey and she felt so disconnected and stuff because – in the system, um, you know, like she's been – Harvey's been ripped out of her. She's too exhausted to even have him on the boobs. So Harvey's sort of like not even in her arms. She's in her dad's – she's in um, my brother – in oh, sorry, Harvey's in my brother-in-law's arms where, you know, a baby should come out of the womb straight onto the mother's chest, straight onto the boob, and there should be just skin to skin with the mother and bonding time. Exactly. Where she was so wrecked from it, um, from the, what she'd been through – that she she couldn't even she didn't even have the energy to hold her own son, Oof. so you know. And yeah. then as a um, you know, there's a contrast to that is that like you know she would talk about home birth, and I never really like got into it how she would talk um, until mm. Bell was pregnant. Yeah. Um, now Bell fell pregnant, and um, what happened was she was like, oh, I want to do a home birth, and all my fears pop up i'm not i'm not educated in the space and i'm yeah. like oh maybe if your first one we get you know get an obstetrician that you know who's really good with vaginal birth because my, mm. my old thoughts was oh like i want to have it i want to have a baby through the vaginal canal because you get all the microbiome and all that yeah. sort of stuff but no spiritual side yeah, yeah, no, yeah you know yeah, yeah. N- none of that just all analytical like yeah. from my point of view yeah and um anyway so he looked into like an obstetrician in melbourne um i think he's they they call him line of vaginal because <laughs> he's he'll he'll you know he'll nearly guarantee a vaginal birth but it's on his terms you know yeah, what i mean yeah, he yeah. does he does what he wants to do um and we sort of like looked into that but bell was like really really solid on no, I want to do home birth. It was me that was putting fear onto her. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we I, like she sort of made me do a little bit more research into into the whole space. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's you know what I found was it's safer to have your baby at home anyway. Yeah. Um, and when you look really look into the details of things, like um, you know your baby is more the more if a baby's born via c-section they're more likely to um they they've got a higher mortality rate after the birth yes which people don't know so they come out like yeah they might be coming out come out safe out of the hospital but they're more likely to die once they leave the hospital yes um but you know there's these are just small details that um happen because generally if you go into an emergency situation it's going to be a cesarean section yeah now if we go into the stats on that it's it's reaching up towards 50 percent of births being cesarean yeah yeah it's crazy in hospitals in america Mm. some of them are 90 percent yeah, I think some, some. I think the average in Australia is. Don't quote me. It's maybe thirty five, forty percent, which is bullshit. Like, and I know there's certain parts of Australia where it's higher than fifty percent as well. Like, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. the average. Yeah, so that's bullshit. Like that, 
you know, 50% of women can't give birth. That's manipulation. That's like, m- complete manipulation. We, and, and, and we know that C-section is, is money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's money every It's time week. too. That, it's time. So yeah. well, I don't want to – I want to get into the story yeah, a little yeah, bit more, yeah. but we'll yeah. go into it a little bit is the fact yeah. that the, the system have got you on the clock. You know what I mean? You, they don't want you there for too long. They don't want you li- like doing a proper labor. So a labor mm. can take two days. That's right. If it's not happening, like a lot of the time, you know, they'll start to say, oh, look, you know, the baby's under distress, might have to give you, um, we might have to induce you. Then they induce you and then because they're bringing on contractions, it puts you in so much pain, you're so vulnerable, then yeah. all of a sudden you start reaching for the drugs, which then start to lower the baby's heart rate. Then yeah. they start telling you you're under fetal distress. Oh, well, baby's going to die. Yeah, we better cut him out. Yeah, yeah, buddy, cut him out. Yeah, and all of a sudden <laughs> your, baby's, exactly. your baby's out in five hours. And, you know, the doctor's happy. They don't have to birth on the weekend and they can yeah. go home yeah. and you're left there absolutely screwed. Um, and this is, that's just a snapshot. Yeah, I've just put the snapshot on but and it's i don't want to demonize like actual emergencies absolutely 50 percent aren't emergencies maybe five percent yeah you know what i mean that's right there's going to be some that are emergencies, but it's 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 a very small percentage extremely small and we know especially a lot of those emergencies probably wouldn't even happen if it was in uh, at home as well 100 percent because because we know that those hospitals, not only the frequency of those hospitals is stressful, but we look at the bright lights and yes. we look at yeah. we look at the space being disrupted constantly, and the women not feeling safe because the feminine right, the feminine is scans the environment right. They 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 they're not the feminine is so intuitively connected to knowing what's a safe space and what isn't. Mm. They'll feel it, all right, because that's essentially what the feminine is great at doing is feeling into things. Um, so. So when that's constantly being disrupted, the body is already in a state of stress. Mm. So now that natural process is is being disrupted, um, and so you know the hormone releases aren't going to be as good. Um, you know the the it might be tight. The pelvic they hold on to their pelvic floor. There we go. Yeah, yeah. all those things. Mm. And so and then and then and then oh, well, we won't probably talk about birth process just yet. We're yeah. getting right into it, but. <laughs> But you know, you, you, even like chin to chest, push, push, push. <laughs> it's like none of it makes sense. No, zero of it. Well, and the one thing I look, I, let, let's come back to this because, yeah. like, I, I, I don't want to miss it. Yeah, but like, yeah, I'm getting yeah. so passionate on it. I yeah. can't believe yeah. how passionate I am after watching Belle give birth. But um, exactly, yeah. What happened was is that my sister had her second birth at home. Um, she had a, a, a private midwife um, who I yeah. sort of can't mention who she is because she was uh, unregistered. But um, she, like, it was amazing what this private midwife did because you worked with her for nine months. Mm. Every month she'd come and see you and you would work through blockages, emotional blockages. She would yeah. talk about the relationship with your mother, all these things that come <laughs> up in birth that stop women. Yeah, because and like she gave such great resources for Bell to um to read. Uh, I sat in on every meeting because she pushed me as well. Like made yeah. me dive into the relationship with birth, my relationship with um, my mum, my father, like all that sort of stuff, beautiful. which was which was amazing. But yeah, um, beautiful. Anyway, so we worked through that nine months. But um, my sister had the same midwife um, who was fantastic, and my sister had this beautiful. You know, she had a hard hard labor, um, which is what's called labor. It's hard work. And um, anyway, birth in the pool, birthed her daughter beautifully, um, you know, got out the pool, 
baby on her chest, exactly how she dreamed of it, a total contrast of her second birth, you know Beautiful. what I mean? Beautiful. Then, yeah. you know, set, set up at home um, with her and her baby and, you know, it was it was pretty phenomenal. Um, yeah. So, anyway, that was that was amazing for us to see. We were already on the journey with our, with our midwife, but we obviously, Belle went through the whole, you know, nine, ten months. Actually, we ended up having Leo on his due date. Hmm. So, Belle went into labour on the Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah, she woke me up and she's like, but I'm, I'm having contractions. I've lost my mucus plug. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah. It was just light. She knew though. Um, we then sort of went through the whole Thursday with just, you know, light. Oh, sorry, the whole Friday yeah. with light contractions. Um, and then Friday, Friday night. And yeah. for people to know, like, as melatonin raises – Con- contractions will will intensify, so mm. that's why a lot of kids, like natural kids, are born in the night or early morning yeah. when you're meant to sort of be sleeping because melatonin's way higher. Yeah. Um, so what happened is, as the sun started to drop, the intensity started to raise, and we thought that um, see her waters broke. Um, yeah. We had the pool set up, everything like that. Yeah. Um, we called our midwife. Over, I think, forget what time that was. Maybe eleven o'clock. It seemed to really intensify. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and I ca- we called the midwife over, so she um, came over. It was just us three, and then Bell laboured all all through the night. Yeah. The one thing we we realised was that um, we probably got in the she probably got in the pool a little bit early because mm. you got to think in the pool was taking gravity away. Yeah. So it's relieving. The mother, which is which is you know fine, but it's also going to slow things down a little bit as well. Yeah, yeah. So we went all through the night. Oh, well, I I didn't. I just sat there and I sat there and supported her as much as I could. But I was exhausted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, we got to um, four or five a.m. and it all stretched out. Mm. All the contractions started to stretch out as the sun rose, which is so interesting. And uh, me and Bell would sleep for ten minutes, like literally fall asleep. Then she'd wake up to a contraction, put her heads on the pillow, fall straight back to sleep. <laughs> it was crazy. We did that for about an hour. Whoa. And then the contraction started to um, come back together again Yeah. later in the morning. So, you know, up until 11 o'clock and it's sort of the way she was sounding out was sounded like we were going to have the baby in the middle of the day. Wow. But again, it slowed up. Wow. Okay, so this is the this is great because it was it, this is the adversity that pops up and the doubts that start to come into your head on a longer longer sort of birth, and um, yeah, can I pause on that as well? But like, I think about the indoctrination of the system that birth shouldn't be that long. No, and and now I'm, of course the mind's going to start going, or oh, maybe I I've got to go to the hospital now. Yeah, or maybe I shouldn't be doing this, or maybe something's wrong. Yeah, no it's intuition. Not. Yeah, yeah, and anyway. this this is a thing mm. you, like a big thing that. You know, Bell learnt was like I got to tune in. It's yeah. not I don't want to externalize to I, you know if I, every time I go and you know we didn't have any scans or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and the reason we did that was that so that Bell could tune in with her baby. She knew whether her baby was safe or not. If yeah. you externalize it all the time, you go, oh, I need a scan to tell me I'm safe. Yeah. I need a doctor to tell me yeah. I'm safe. Then you're not really in touch with your baby. No. You know what I mean? So you've got to, um, you know, and even if, like the thing is, and people say like, even if they do a scan, and, mate, you wouldn't, you, did you have, you guys had a scan, didn't you? We did scans, yeah. Yeah. And like we can go into your birth a little bit later. We'll go into it a little bit oh, later yeah. on, but, you yeah. know, your baby had a, 
a hard issue. No one picked it up in the scan. No, no, no the scan did nothing. And so. if they did pick it up in the scan, you probably would have ended up in hospital for that, the birth. That's right. And you wouldn't have had that beautiful birth and it would have been Ex- even more stressful. Exactly. We'll get into that a little yeah, bit later yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, anyway, yeah. we got to like later in the day and, and um, Belle's exhausted and she turned to me and she, she said, she goes, oh, she goes, I think so. like just quietly, nothing like she wasn't distressed. She just said, I don't I, like something's not right. It's just not happening. And I was like, no, nah, Dale, no, 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 no. You're fine. It's all good. And there's no worries here. You know what I mean? You're going good. You just keep pushing on hour by hour. You know, like I just encouraged her little by little. You know what I mean? We don't yeah. have to think too far ahead. Like just get through the next half an hour. Yeah. Just breathe through the next half an hour. Yeah. We don't have to think about how long this is going for. Like he's safe. You're yeah. good. You know what I mean? You're a strong woman. Like yeah. I know you're tired. I know it's, you know, you're probably getting doubts. It's all good. And um. We just sort of like worked through it. We went into sort of like a little bit of like active labor where yeah. um, we went up and down the stairs a little bit. We'd sit on the toilet because the toilet, you know, brings a lot of gravity because you've got the hole yeah. there and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And anyway, um, it was funny like what we like uh, our midwife was saying, you seem to be like, you know, you seem to be tight, pal. Like, why, like you're struggling to let go, you know what I mean? Mm. And we'll get into this a little bit later on why that might have been, but she was quite, yeah, she might have been tensing up a little bit. Mm. Now, actually, I'll sort of get into it now, that we realise now that Belle thinks a lot about people around her. Mm. Now, she was feeling bad that the midwife has been there for 36 hours. Whoa. So that's going to impact her birth, yeah? So this is where people don't even realise the people in your space. Midwife wasn't doing anything wrong. No. But her energy, it's not, and it's, it's not like she's been to a, Plenty of births. She's a she does natural physiological physiological birth. She's been to birth for four days. Yeah, wasn't like that. But Bell had this internal feeling like, oh, you know, like I feel bad. Like I feel bad because this person's here, and that's affecting her ability to let go. Oh, whoa, yeah, which was insane. And that and that could be a a childhood trauma thing for Bell, but it could also be that just maybe that wasn't the way it was going to work best for her. Her being there, yeah, that's exactly. And this is what Bell's realizing now. Mm. Like, if we go into our second birth, she's like, Mm. she said to me, "I'm like, oh, like I I, I loved our, um, you know, I I loved our midwife. Um, She just had a beautiful energy about her. Um, But then she said, um, she's like, yeah, but." You know what? I, like it, it, inter- it, it, it intervened in my birth. Yeah. Even though she didn't do anything, the en- like, it, like even her, she didn't have bad energy. But the way Bell thinks, the way what Bell needs is no one except me. Yeah. You know what I mean? She just needs to be comfortable and not have to think about anything for her to be able to let go. Yeah. You know. So that's that was an interesting thing. So, so you know, it's good for people to know because you got to understand how these little things can come up in your birth and affect you letting mm. go and surrendering to the process. Yeah. So anyway, I got into the night again and um, what we did was she asked for my sister to come in to the because we were living next door at the time. She asked my sister to come in just to change up the energy and yeah. um, it got to like, uh, I think we were, you know, it might have been like 8 o'clock at night Yeah. and um, Nicole came in and Nicole just started cleaning, you know what I mean, just packing things away because Belle loves being neat and organised. So Nicole yeah. just started cleaning the house, a little bit of like a mother figure, you know, like yeah, yeah. not coming in and being a hero, just coming in and just, you know, cleaning up, tidying up, making yeah. the making the room a little bit more comfortable for Belle. It's not something that I probably wouldn't think of. Yeah. Um, anyway, then just started like um, 
talking about like then she started talking about she's like you know what what are you feeling have you got expectations on this birth and she's like she's like did you look at my birth and think that that's how yours should go and she's like oh yeah maybe i just didn't expect it to go this long because we're getting up to 40 something hours well yeah and then um as we spoke about that sort of stuff boom waters break yeah like yeah so we thought they'd broken but they didn't break like it was maybe like a bit of a leak of the amniotic fluid but like then a proper proper popped right Yeah, yeah Anyway, then Bell, like, we didn't want to get back in the water because we knew it would slow it down, but Bell felt like getting in the bath. Mm. So my sister's like, like they, they were talking, my sister's like, all right, I'm going to come up, we're going to go up into the bath, but she's like, I'm going to um, far out, what's the word? Um, she was going to express colostrum for her. So, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's going to express colostrum for Bell as soon as she, like, did that, like, intense, like, contraction. Yeah. Right? And then while Belle was in the bath, she's like, get me out of the bath. <laughs> anyway, so I picked her up, sat her on the toilet, and this is where it comes into your point about like the push, push, push. Yeah. The pushing is involuntary. It's like doing a shit. Yeah. It, like, and I know, I, not that I've gone through it, but I held on to Belle's body and felt it do it. She yeah. didn't have any control over the no. pushing. She didn't have to do it at all. No, at all. Her body knew what to do. Exactly. So she sat on the toilet <laughs> and I held her under the armpits and I wish I could get a visual on this. And it felt like the bottom half of her body was trying to separate from the, from the top half. Like the force that I was holding up and I was like, wow. Oh, the yeah. body's cool. <laughs> it, was, it was so yeah. powerful. Like, Unbelievable. And she yeah. was just like, and yeah, yeah I get so, pa- like, I can't get the visions out of my head of, like, the power of her body. Like, yeah, it's just phenomenal. And anyway, I walked her down. We got downstairs for the next contraction. She just went on all fours. Yeah. Did a few contractions like that. We did another one on the toilet. And then as we walked out of the toilet, she's like, I think the, I think the head's coming out. Like, wow. anyway, um, the midwife's like, no, 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 not yet, not yet. Right, yeah. right. And I was like, if you saw photos of me, I'm head down under her legs looking. Yeah. And like the head's coming out. I'm looking back at the midwife like, I think there is a head coming out. <laughs> and she's like, and then yeah. like, she's like, all right, all right, Belle, you can jump in the pool now because we just yeah. wanted to delay it. And then, yeah, yeah we birthed, she birthed, um, she birthed Leo and I caught Leo and, Handed yeah. her up to Belle. Um, yeah, it was it was beautiful. Oh, um, so we – and then um, we jumped. How was the feeling in that moment? Oh, just – you know what's funny? And I think yeah. me and you talked about this yeah. is like phenomenal, but I was also in like this real protective mode. Yeah. Like I was almost like um, – I struggled to switch off into that, into the um, emotional state. Like I was still yeah. thinking about – Oh, is Belle okay? Is you know, is the baby okay? Like yeah. a lot of it, like it's funny all these things pop up because Leo came out with these huge hands, like his hands were huge, <laughs> and I was like, he's deformed. There's something, <laughs> wrong. there's something wrong. Like, like, like all these things are going through our mind. It was obviously part of it was like a protective mechanism yeah. Um, yeah. of me overlooking the trot, like overlooking my family, making sure everyone's yeah. okay. Um, mm. But part of it, and you sort of picked this up and you said, like, you know, what was your birth like? And I said, oh, yeah, good Paul. Like, yeah, mine was traumatic. So, like, yeah. part of there's probably trauma within me because I was born in the hospital and, uh, you know, um, I said the cord was running around my neck and it was – oh, no, 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 my cord actually broke. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, I, you know, um, yeah, traumatic birth. But, you know, I think all my mum's births were traumatic in the hospital. So, mm. it was um, – but anyway, yeah. yeah, so I came out of that experience just, you know, it was just phenomenal. And then we, like, you know – my sister also taught us really well about like postpartum care. 
Yeah. You know, well, you know, if I could go back, I'd probably help my sister even more in her postpartum care a lot more because she was just phenomenal at, at setting, helping us set up um, breastfeeding because mm. what people, and you know, what people don't do is the mother's trying to do all these things straight after birth and the, the role of the male is to protect the house so the mum can just learn to breastfeed and learn to bond with her baby. Yeah. It's not about trying to bond you know it's not about me trying to bond with my baby after that it's about me protecting the space making a safe space for Belle to be able to bond with leo yeah um and i remember you this and this is where it goes into you leading into you and i was remember saying to you what are you guys doing like after it i was so inspired like i swear to god i'd talk to every male i'm like what he's doing for the birth like you know because i knew that you have to do this like you have to experience this you have to see the feminine body and it's all its power. Yeah. You know, you, it's just, you know, you'll never experience it. Like I'm not saying you'll never experience it in the hospital, but it's just a different um, space. But Absolutely. I remember saying to you and then just asking you, you're like, yeah, we're going to do home birth. And then I just remember like, you know, you asking me questions and I'd yeah. just be like, mate, watch out for this, watch out for that. And then, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was that sort of led into where you guys went with things and you guys probably yeah. – took it to that next level, which you expect by, um, you know, you obviously hired Michelle Palacio, who's just a doula, didn't even get a midwife. Yeah. And um, let me lead you off into your story. Yeah, yeah. So so we started, um, obviously, yeah, Evelyn um, wanted to do home birth. I was, I was inspired by you guys and then we, you know, were inspired and then we found M- Michelle and Michelle's an incredible woman. Mm. Um, you know, we'll get her on for a podcast soon. Um but she's, yeah, she's just such an in-touch human being, um, so heart-centered. And, um, yeah, is definitely <laughs> definitely aware of, like, definitely aware of the system, but definitely uh, has taken a different path <laughs> from the system. Yeah. Um, and um, anyway, her, her, like, when we first met with her, um, one of the, the, the things we came in with was a lot of questions. Yeah. How, do, how like what's going to happen how's it going to go what do we need to do like we, we, we need that plan yeah. and Michelle said I'm just here to hang out and have a conversation and um, get to know you guys you know like there's actually nothing to know <laughs> like like and, and, and we're like what about this though and then she's just like oh, yeah like that's 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 bullshit um, there's actually nothing you need to know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All you need to know is that your body's perfectly designed to have babies. Yeah, you're really freaking out this age. You're like, I don't know about this. Not enough detail. Like, 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 like yeah, but what about if like babies breach? Or like, what about if you know um, baby's too big? Or like, what about like you know um, you know how baby's do we need to set this? You know, like you know, my all, pelvis is too small. Yeah, like like we had all these kind of like indoctrinated questions, and she was just like, yeah. Um, this is what I'm talking about. This is why I'm here to yeah. help you unlearn these things. Yeah. Because um, your body is perfectly designed to do this. And Jordan, your role in this, um, you, you've got your role in this as well. Like mm. you're a part of this process. All right. But Eve, like for Evelyn, it's about helping her understand that her body is so perfectly designed to have baby. Yeah. And, and that it will do what it needs to do to have baby. There's nothing that you need to manipulate, do to, to, to enhance that process. It's just that the space needs to be held and it needs to be safe for mum. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so we walked away from that conversation scratching our heads and we're like, we didn't actually learn, like we didn't like 
figure out a plan or all these things. What we kind of learned was just to trust ourselves. Yeah. That was, that was really what Michelle's message was from those first two meetings we had with her was just to trust yourself and to recognize the conditioning mm. that you have from the system. Yeah. So that was fucking huge. And then that just kick-started us to go into the things like the traumas yeah. that we've had, the, the, like, how we, like how our parents are mm. and how they may be you know, how they might actually be quite influenced as well from, from the system and and the fears that they have. And, movies. And, yeah, and movies as <laughs> movies, well. Movies, yeah. yeah. Movies, another one. And like all these different things and like that we had to be aware of and then also recognising the boundaries that we needed to create as well for us to, you know, have this, um, you know, go through this process in, in the way that we wanted. So, um, so yeah, that, that, was, that was huge. But, you know, obviously... Um, I can give a bit of a, a perspective of like, you know, how it was for Evelyn, but you know, there was, it was just teaching Evelyn to definitely trust her body and all those things. But for me, um, which I can give a better um, kind of perspective because Evelyn <laughs> will obviously share that better maybe at a later date um, was my, my role as a man. Mm. And my, my role was to work on all those fears around, mm. um, not being able to trust my ability to hold space and to and to you know support and to lead and to you know if Evelyn's going through like a, a crisis of confidence or she's not trusting herself or something comes up to be able to hold that space in a grounded yeah. way and not react and not yeah. freak out. Well, a lot of the yeah. time, what happens? The male, um, mm. uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, they sabotage it. Yeah. They, their fear sabotages it. So like, you know, for example, when I talked about that moment where Bell had that crisis of confidence, so that is a stage that every woman goes through and that was the wording for it. The crisis of confidence, they, they'll go through that in certain stages through labour and a lot of the time what the male does is like, yeah, yeah, I think something's wrong. We need to go to the hospital. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they're, still, they're still scared. Rather than being like, no, sweetie, you're a, you're a, you know, you're a, uh, you're our queen. You're a, you're a freak. You can <laughs> you're a freak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know your body I mean? like, so what I'm saying, Your body is amazing. You, you, everything your body is doing is perfect right now. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. Because um, I remember even like when we were thinking of like that, going through that crisis of confidence, a midwife said to us, maybe he's not ready to come yet. Did you ever think about that? Maybe he just wants to be in there a little bit longer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't think about that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Sorry to interrupt. But no, but no, you, you, you bang on like, and I think um, – you know, whatever fears that come through, whether that's from indoctrinated, you know, system, whether that's your own birth trauma mm. that you've had, um, like you, you mentioned before, or whether it's, um, you know, just the way your family is being conditioned and just the way birth is perceived, you know, um, all those things need to be worked on. That's what I worked through. And, um, you know, I was super excited to hold the space. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it's, it, that, that my role was to, hold that space so then Evelyn could fully let go. Because if she had to feel like she had to be aware of the space, she couldn't fully let go because she's got to be in her masculine. Because exactly. that's what the masculine is, is that protection. So my my like for her to be fully in her feminine, which birth is like the most divine feminine like mm. process you could ever think of, um was yeah, it was to um yeah, it was for me to be in that place of support and to be tuning into her needs and to be there for her. So that's what I had to learn 
my, I had to get very clear on my role early, mm. like what my role was as a man. And, and that was what I had to work on. That was my role to play yeah. in this. Um, for, for Evelyn, it was for her to get in touch with her body and, and, to, um, and to fully trust and feel and move through that process. So, so anyway, um, we went through all that with Michelle. Michelle was like Mary Poppins, like just showing up in your doorstep with flowers and food. And yeah. I was just like, who is this woman, man? She's is that after like, the birth? No, this is before. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. She's just an incredible woman, man. Yeah. Like, just just so supportive. Anyway, um, yeah, we love Michelle. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, so we, we went through um, went through the process. Obviously, um, you know, got right up to birth um, around due date. It was pretty close, I think. Um, and uh, I had a I had an event <laughs> I scheduled that like that night and you Evelyn you idiot <laughs> yeah, I know, I, like around that time and Evelyn was um, I don't think it was on the exact due date but because <laughs> most births actually aren't had on the due date but somewhat but, like so, yeah. I can just imagine you yeah. putting like putting yeah. an event somewhere near the yeah. birth due date <laughs> yeah I know um, so so yeah like um yeah, Evelyn, Evelyn was starting to notice some things start to change and she actually, like, it's funny, like, she just didn't want to go over to her parents' apartment because they kind of stayed for the month because they just, you know, knowing that it could happen yeah. at the time. Anyway, um, yeah, so she didn't want to go over there. She just wanted to stay home. She's going, like, starting to go inward. Yeah. yeah. She, and, and, her, and her body was just, yeah, just very intuitive. So um, I had the event. And I was about to get on on the call, and then Evelyn's like, "My fucking water's broke," <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "You're kidding!" And she's like, "Don't worry, um, go do the call. All right, do the hour, hour and a half. I'll be fine." Yeah, good. I was like, Love that. Beautiful. All right, sweet. So I did the call. I'm like, uh, "Guys, like Evelyn's water's broke. Yeah. I'm fucking excited. We're doing I can't even tonight. think right yeah, now. But like, let's we'll do, do this it. event. Yeah. <laughs> let's." Uh, let's yeah, and then I'm about to go birth our baby, or Evelyn's about to birth our baby. Um, anyway, so, um, so yeah, that was that was uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. Anyway, um, yeah. So then, as soon as we got off the course, started. She, Ev's like in the shower. She's like, Jordan, you need to fill up the um, the the pool. It's happening. It's happening fast. So there's a bit of con- like a bit of bit of polarity. Our journey was a lot different. Yeah, to yours. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you totally know what? Different. You know what? Yeah. Like I talked to you about, you didn't have any interrupting energy. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, like, look, I don't know. Belle might go two days, even if it's just me and her. Yeah. Been saying that, like, that could have been the difference. Could could be. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Like, it just sounds like Evelyn was just so comfortable. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, Ev was in the shower, and she was already getting contractions, and it was all happening. And then she got in the bath, and she didn't get out. She was in there for about. I reckon it must have been like four or five hours. I think the birth was six. In the in the pool? Yeah. Oh, right. She stayed in there. Yeah. So she was in the shower for a bit and she was purging, like shitting, vomiting. Yeah. Like it was just like the hormone dumps must have been so intense. Yeah, well, like, you, your body your body naturally wants to clear it all out. Yeah, the birth. yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so and so it was just happening real yeah. fast for her. And um and yeah, the space, it was just me and her. Um, we had pool in the bedroom. We had the lights off. We had beautiful fairy lights set up. Yeah, the space was beautiful. Yeah, and it was happening around yeah around seven p.m. And so, um, and so you know, um, 
yeah, had, it was all set up. Um, I was just attending to Evelyn as she was vomiting. I was um, just cleaning up things and <laughs> attending to her needs. And yeah. I was kind of, and then <laughs> there was one moment where the hot water service like fucked up. So then I had to like, you know, yeah, like get the kettle was, going. Yeah, yeah, I had to get the kettle going to try and fill the pool up and shit. And I was like, I was a plumber. I was like doing the, yeah. the water and then I was like clean, cleaning up her vomit and. You know, um, making, you know, she, we had some like background, like ambience, like music, and, you know, I was coaching her with her breath yeah. and like, and all these things. So I was like, that was, but that was my role. Yeah. You know, it was to hold that space. And, and I wasn't running around like a headless chook. I did actually have to pull myself up in a few moments and I went in the bathroom because I was starting to feel a little bit like, whew. And I like looked myself in the eye in the mirror and I said, get your shit together. Yeah. And I, and I took some deep breaths. I grounded and I said, I've got to be here for her. Hundred percent. I'm gonna be and if I'm fucking running around like a like an idiot and yeah. <laughs> well, and, 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 and and just triggered and like trying to rush everywhere and rush this process, she's gonna feel that. So I pulled myself in just for a moment because I started to notice myself doing that, hmm. and like just for a moment, I was like, yeah, let's stop, let's take some deep breaths. And as she was purging and going through that process, I was also noticing it started to come up a little bit. And I was like, okay, breathe. Yeah. I got into my embodiment and I was in the body and I was getting the circular What did you feel breath. like that was? Um, I'm an, a bit of an empath and I feel the energy a lot of people. Like you, yeah. you were, um, in a sense, because this can happen as well, is like you're starting to not feel sorry for them, but they're like they're going through a lot and you're starting to, yeah. I don't want to say feel sorry for them, but like, yeah, I do you know, know what I'm saying? You're feeling, but I think, I think it's just the energy. Like, yeah. It's a powerful, powerful yeah. thing. Yeah. And I, and I'm really receptive. I feel a lot, man. I'm a very yeah. sensitive person. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah, maybe there could be some birth trauma stuff there. I haven't really, yeah, like I've, um, but it's, it's hard to put a finger on that properly. Um, but, yeah, I, I, it just felt like a bit, like a bit of subtle overwhelm, mm. and then it was just like a, just had to breathe and settle into the body. There and could then, be so much in that, yeah, like you so know, what I mean, things. big transition, yeah. like my you know, a bit of a rite of passage, for hundred percent, yeah. There's so, so much so that could be that, yeah, like everyone's going through a massive rite of passage and transition, but also I am too. So what, what I love about that though yeah. is, and I was going to say it before, is like yeah. just your ability to take a breath and say. Yeah. Get your shit together because yeah, yeah. there's a lot of males, mate. That like, like I don't, I don't want to use like words that, but like they will, they won't like, you know, they'll say, oh, I can't be in the birth room. Like they're scared of poo, they're scared of wee, they're scared, yeah. like all the bottle, mate. Pull it together, yeah. Like <laughs> pull it together. That is your role to deal with that crap. Well. Your unbelievable partner is birthing your child. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yep. suck it up. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough sometimes. Like, yeah. but, you know, like, like you said, take a breath, get your shit together. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And I was like, it was, like, it was so funny because I was in the mirror. I was like slapping my face. I'm like, <laughs> look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, come on. <laughs> We're doing this. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Um, anyway, so, yeah, and then I just attended to, to Evelyn and, yeah, it happened really fast. Like, it was a blur because it was so quick. Um, and, um, yeah, six-hour uh, labor for Ev and, um yeah, it started to intensify towards the end, obviously, as it does. And Evelyn's like, it's, it's happening. Um, there was one moment before that, actually, where Evelyn could feel um, Mila's head. But there was like a little sack and it felt like a condom and that was like the, 
the yeah uh, the the perineum. Uh, 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 no, how, how do you say the don't, ask, uh, don't ask the suck me. anyway. Yeah, whatever suck the it suck is. that's attached to the placenta. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, so um, we we called up uh, Michelle just to ask her what that could be. Um, um, just in case you know whatever. But um, we 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 knew it was going to be okay, and we just sort of would clarify. Um, and that was the only thing that we did in the process of maybe checking in yeah. with Michelle. Um, checking with her after the birth or something oh, no, like that? No. Yeah, Michelle yeah. actually came, came over, over after. Out after, yeah. yeah. Um, so Michelle actually was on her way down from Brisbane from that point. Um, and, and yeah, we, we felt very confident up from there and, and it just happened. And um, I, I got into the... Yeah, things intensified, as I said. And I got into the, I was like, get into the pool. It's happening. Like, her head's out, her head's out. And I'm like, like looked it down in the, like, oh my God, her head's out. <laughs> I'm like, holy fuck, life is a fucking, like, and this is when I, my mind started to go, what the fuck is life, man? Like, life is, this is magical. Like, oh. what is, it just, it just, it's, it's just mind boggling. Anyway, that everyone's body could make a person. And then, and then, like, in such a perfect way, it's it's perfect. Oh yeah. And 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 then for this to be, ha- it was just a, a spin out. Anyway, I was in the pool, and I was just like, "Whoa, this is cool." And I'm just like, "Yep, you know, keep going, Ev. Just just let go. Um, just breathe. Your body's doing this." Um, and I think that was I was probably more coaching her with that actually before that. Like by that point, she knew. She was just letting go. I've, I've was, watched, yeah, I've watched your birth. Like, and you might, it might be a bit of a blur to you, yeah. but it was, you know, you, you were, you were like just, um, you were really good, like yeah. really good, just coaching her, um, yeah. you know, reminding her of things to do. The, yeah. the funny thing I, I laughed at was, um, when, when Mila came out. And I was like, crying. Like, yeah, yeah, but she, yeah, you're crying, but you're holding her, you're like, um, I think Evelyn might be just like trying to look at her and you're like, yeah. on her chest, on your chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skin to skin, skin to skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was, that was um, incredible. Um, but, yeah, actually, I'll, I'll go back a step because there were moments, there were probably two moments where Evelyn looked up at me and I wouldn't call them a crisis of confidence, but she was like, there was, I reckon her mind was like, this hot. is fucked. This is fucked. <laughs> Hot like hospital? Should I go? What? Nah. Yeah, yeah, like, like, like you know, like I reckon her mind would have been saying that, and she did say that, like, oh fuck, maybe you, should, you know, like they're looking for that outing yeah, that moment, yeah, exactly. But then, but then it was like I said, Ev, you've got this, uh, like, let go. Your body's so perfectly designed for, to to birth our baby, and um, just breathe and let go. I reckon, and, and and then she just went straight in, and but everyone was, she was an incredible man, like. It's just everyone's such a fucking strong woman like, yeah. like she's just she's she incredible is. but um but anyway um but yeah when Mila came out I was like I was like she's out I'm like and I pulled her up out of the water because I received her and I just looked at her for a moment I'm like what did she cry straight away or breathe straight away as soon as she went on Ev's chest she did yeah, yeah right yeah yep. um I picked her up and I looked at her and I'm like Whoa, and it felt alien. Yeah, it felt alien. I was like, "This baby, fuck, life is strange, strange, yeah. like, like strange but awesome." And then I was like, "I was like, in, it felt like that moment though. Kind of felt like it went for a long time. I don't know. Yeah, just everything slowed down. And then anyway, 
Um, and the, the way I remember it as well. But then it was just like, whoop. It was like, get her on, get her on her chest. Uh, get, get, get me on your chest. And da, da, da. Anyway, um, and then, yeah, she cried on Ev's chest and then I was bawling like a big baby. <laughs> no, but it was just so much joy and it was, yeah, it was definitely the, the most cherished moment of my life for sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so birth was divinely perfect. Michelle came over, helped out after. And um, one of the big things I want to I really say was placenta wasn't birthed for another seven hours. Fantastic point. Talk about it. Yeah. Because people don't, people, this is another intervention that happens in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. So in hospital, they typically inject oxytocin if it hasn't come out in about 45 minutes, I believe. Sometimes they, and they'll give it a tug. Yeah. And they give it a tug as well. Which can end up in hemorrhaging. Hemorrhaging, yeah. And bleeds, which, we, that, which then they'll say, that wasn't our fault. That's just what happens. Yeah. You get rushed. You're separated from your baby. You're in a totally different part of the hospital. You're in surgery. Yeah. Um, which I believe- and can end up in a bit of a disassociation with your baby. Oh, absolutely! It's like, it it's like a um, it's like a bird when it drops its baby from the nest. They they they, they yeah. don't want it anymore. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that's what happens, but there is something there's that, a separation. Yeah, there's a se- energetically. Yeah, uh, and and uh, Michelle talks about that yeah. fragmented energy yeah. energetics within the birthing. Um, I guess space or the the process of birth. Yeah, and then people don't like the women don't understand why they're getting these these they're not getting the emotions they expected for their baby. Yeah, that's you know right. what I mean. Maybe they start, um, you know, not necessarily investing into being a mother as much as what they they probably should be because yeah. in a way they're trying to escape. Yeah, absolutely. I'd like I'd like to talk into the system some of the things that happen. I'd like to talk into energetics as well. Yeah, a little later because that that's so important, but. Um, yeah, uh, so, so yeah, with, with the placenta, um, took seven hours, um, system will want it out a lot sooner. Um, An hour. Yeah. So, so it took longer than the birth mm. and, and so, um, Mila was attached to placenta for seven hours holding her and Evelyn's walking around <laughs> with like the cord out of a short vagina. Cord or long cord. It was a cord because sometimes you can get a short cord. They, 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 were, they were a bit. It was. I mean, it was short. Yeah, because yeah, like, yeah. it was quite. It was quite. Um. Yeah. It, it was hard. Def- she couldn't hard. just hold yeah. her up. Yeah. It was a bit. Yeah. It was a bit awkward. Yeah. That can happen. Yeah. So yeah. So she laid down with meal on her chest for the most part, and then um, and then it happened at about nine a.m. the next morning, and um, we did a cord burning ceremony. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah. So instead of cutting. Yeah. Um, obviously, leaving cord for longer is better for like the stem cells and yeah. all the nutrients and yada 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 for baby. So you want to make sure the cord is white before white. before it before it gets detached. It should be white. There yeah. shouldn't be any pulsating blood going through it at all. Yeah. It literally looks like calamari. It feels like calamari. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what it feels well, like. We we ended up. We just did a. We tied something yeah. and then we cut it. Yeah. Um. But it was so weird to cut. Yeah. 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 So um. Yeah, it's real gelatinous kind yeah. of like stretchy yeah. tissue. It's really cool. Anyway, um, yeah, we did a cord burning because energetically and spiritually, it 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 like it doesn't sever the the energetics between mum and bubs. That's the 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 theory. So we did that as a real gentle process, um, and that was really beautiful. And then um, yeah, we separated from mum, and then I um, prepared placenta for for um, for Evelyn for smoothies. So then her, her bounce back was going to be really good because placenta is really, really good for nutrients. Did you have any? 
No, I didn't have any. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, I, yeah. Had, I had some of the smoothie. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah awesome. So, yeah, it's definitely um, a bit of a tabooy subject, that one, but it's, I think in the alternative space, a lot of pe- people are starting to become aware of it, how nutritious the placenta is and, um, and well, how pe- important it is for recovery for, for mum, especially with postnatal you know, um, depression or with whether it's even just recovery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just all that, yeah. Even um, bleed, even like a, yeah, like a hemorrhage, like they reckon like a, um, even the placenta can stop a, stop a hemorrhage. Yeah. Yeah, so. Um, wow. Yeah, it will have impact on it. But um, maybe the, the peptides or the. Yeah. The yeah well, what people need, just a little quick note is when you hear of stem cell treatment. Well, stem cells, yeah. They use placentas. Yeah, to create stem cell treatment, which is like this, you know, um, cutting edge treatment to fix injuries. Where you know mm. they only do it in like Mexico, America, America, yeah, yeah, yeah like where things. people have shoulders injuries that need surgery. They have stem mm. cell treatment and they get healed and they never need surgery. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah. So anyway, I, I prepared all that for her, and then I, um, and that was it. And then we, yeah, we just recovered. Um, now, the week went on, and then it was. Our whole world got t- turned upside down. It was, it was a, um, it was like this beautiful, beautiful birth to then fucking nightmare. <laughs> so um, we started noticing Mila was getting like blue, blue feet, like blue purple feet and um, blue and purple hands. Um, and we just thought, you know, maybe she's just, you know, a little baby. Like, you know, we'll just sort of see how this goes. And things got worse. So yeah. her, we, everyone noticed she started to get seesaw breathing. Chest would fly up, belly would go down, and then her chest would go down, her belly would go up. And it was, it was really intense. Like, obviously, babies can breathe fast, but it was, it was more intense. Um, she knew. A little bit more aggressive. And she knew. That's a big one. She knew. Intuitively, she knew something was wrong. And I looked as well. I could actually wake up. She had Mila on the bed and I woke up and I could fucking hear her. Like I woke up to her like breathing mm. funny and I was like, yeah. That's, Which is very odd. Yeah. And I was and I was like, nah, like something's not right here. Was like She's like, yeah, I know. Like, mm. And I said, let's, let's go to the doctors. Let's figure it out. And she's like, nah, we've got to go to hospital. Yeah. Like. I'm like, really? I'm like, yeah, she's like, yeah, we yeah, gotta yeah. go. And then we called Michelle. And we it's funny, it's funny you say that because I would have probably been similar. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, oh, do we really need to go to the hospital because I'll is, be protective of yeah. yeah. And, I, and I was coming from that fear play. Like, yeah. So oh, like, fear of, yeah, exactly right. Like, I didn't want to create fear and, yeah. like, you know, I, I was exactly. Like, you know, that sort of thing. You want to trust, trust, of course, yeah. yeah, trust. And I was like, you know, it can really be something that bad. Like, fuck. Mm. Anyway, um, so I think I was probably in a little bit of denial, but, um, with um with Michelle, we called Michelle and Mich- we we just said Michelle, this is what's happening, and Michelle's like, "What do you guys think you need to do? Like, what? How are you guys feeling about this?" And and as Michelle does, cunt brings it back to you, teaches yeah. you to trust yourself. Yeah. Um, we're like, yeah, we need to go to hospital. Yeah, took it to hospital, and that's when the when the whole thing went down. So started by getting assessments from pediatricians at the Gold Coast Hospital. They just said, yeah, maybe she's um, swallowed a little bit of the um, um, amniotic fluid that um, had a little bit of poo. What what do they call it? Uh, Meconium. Meconium, yeah. Um, That she's maybe just inhaled that or or whatever because I think they have noticed a little bit in um, when her water broke. Um, um, So... um, yeah, so to be like, okay, sweet. Yeah, maybe it's just a bit of lung inflammation or whatever. Um, 
So we stayed there over. They said, look, we're going to keep you here overnight though, just to check her out in the morning next day. And yeah, we stayed overnight and that night was fucked. Like Mila was struggling to breathe, like mm. horrible. And Had well, when, when I mean struggling, but like she could still breathe, but it was like she, it was like she had. Was she getting breathing assistance? No, like like she was, she could breathe, but it was like she was struggling. Like yeah. She was, like, she was working. She really was laboring. Like, really laboring to breathe. Like I wouldn't say like, you know, she was on, you know, she she wasn't going you know, to die or something like in that moment. Mm. Like we obviously would have got freaking emergency help in that moment, but it was just more she was struggling. Like it was that yeah. bit of struggle, um, almost like really bad asthma or something like that. Anyway, um, so next day, um, this really really good pediatrician came in. He was a bit of an odd fella, um, but anyway, he he came in and he's like looked at her straight away, and she's like, she's not good. She's not good. She does not look good. And when we look back at the pictures of her, her freaking lips were purple. Like, yeah, she was gone. Said she was almost green. Yeah, she was green, big green in the face. Like, mm. she was very sick. Anyway, she said we got to get a heart scan on her um, right now. And I'm like, okay, fuck, <laughs> what's happening? Like, surely I thought this guy was a bit over the top. Yeah. Um. And um. And then, yeah, they, they, they got the ultrasound on her and they're like, straight away, coarctation. There's also a little hole in her heart. We got to get her in an emergency right now. She's in a critical condition. And that was just fucking, yeah. Oh. Oh. Brings up emotion wow. now, man. I can hear it in your voice while you're yeah. telling the story Fuck. because you're sort of pausing every time yeah. you're thinking yeah. about each moment. Yeah. Fuck. Um, yeah, that was tough. Yeah, fuck. Um, yeah. Yeah, and me and Ev were just in hysterics. Yeah, we were just, yeah, bawling our eyes out and just, yeah, we just thought our whole world turned upside down and we're going to lose our baby because, yeah, she was really unwell and they were they were just like, yep, she's fucking critical, yeah. Yeah, and, and I remember Ev, like Ev telling me the story because I'll, I'll try and help you a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, is, like I've listened to Ev tell the story as well and yeah. they were like, right, she needs to get in for surgery and Ev's like, well, let's fucking go. Like, what the fuck are we doing, doing here? Yeah, let's go. Get yeah. in the fucking hot. Let's, yeah. you know, what do I do, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, like, you know, I listen to you tell that and then, yeah, yeah. so what you you put them her straight in the ambulance. You weren't able to go in the ambulance with nah, her. No, we couldn't you? even go with her, yeah. Which is fucking crazy, crazy. to me. I'm like, what the fuck? Why can't the, the mother be there? It's way the ambulance is designed because she was in like a, a capsule and they couldn't maybe get us in there. Maybe it was because during COVID as well. Yeah, like, that's what I think it was probably bullshit, about. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it was just crazy. But they um, they they got a drug in her called Vastin or something like that and opened up the valve and gave her a bit of a bit of a bit Relief. of time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, like anyway, we got we got um, we got down to. Um, Brisbane and um, Children's and um, in the ICU there and they gave her the diagnosis and they said, yeah, coarctation. Um, basically what that is is when um, there's actually a valve that's meant to close up that is connected to placenta or it's something to do with the, the developmental process yep. when, when they're in the womb. It, it actually, there's an extra valve yep. and that meant, that's meant to close up. There's tissue that's meant to be sent there but yep. with this kind of on a genetic issue or whatever happens yeah is is that the tissue gets sent um to um the the aorta instead yeah and, right and it creates a block and it seals that up and the aorta is the main exit out of the heart to mm. supply the rest Oxygen. of the body so um 
so um so yeah her her lungs are working super super hard to try and push the blood through yep and that's what was happening but anyway so um they found a little other little minor hole um i forget what it's called but it's, it's quite minor a lot of people have it and it's yep. not a big deal um but it could be if it you know can, it can create tissue build up and she may need a, like a minor surgery later on but they weren't so focused on that they're mainly focused on on the on the coarctation um so anyway um they said like there's a 10 percent chance that it could go very very pear-shaped yeah um so we we're like fuck but obviously we're they, they say that to cover their backside and you know their contracts are getting signed and you're like wow, it's, the, like, the surgery to think about someone going in yeah through the re- like you know yeah. like to go into a little heart yeah it's just it's next so level. delicate Re- yeah yeah it's just ridiculous and this is where i love the system because <laughs> this is what the system should be about saving lives well this is what it is like this, this is, is the western medicine well yeah. it's not western medicine the western emergency system is fucking phenomenal it's unbelievable yeah and and this is where where um yeah we just couldn't be more grateful but anyway um they were incredible in the icu the people in there were incredible um the the surgeons were incredible um yeah it was just it was crazy but anyway that whole process was crazy like you know mila was put on like fentanyl and like these hectic drugs and it was like oh mm-hmm. you see that but you understand that okay like they're doing it to get a well and all right sweet but you know, um, you got to surrender. You got to surrender at that point, and the main focus is, is that she is alive. She she just survives this. So this is a real emergency. Yeah, this is you know, real, we yeah. talk about like we were talking earlier about like you know real emergency. This is a real emergency, and you surrender. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So um, anyway, um, yeah, we were just who we were just processing things. Me and Evelyn, like, is she going to be okay? Fuck yeah, she must be. We're just like pushing and pulling between truth of like ninety percent. You know that it's going to go well. It's a usually pretty minor surgery in a cardiologist kind of standpoint. Like they can do incredible things. Yeah, like they can get a heart that is not even a heart and turn it into a heart. Like yeah, when it's that defected. Like it's crazy what they can do. Um. So, um. Anyway, um. So yeah, we were just we we got put up into the um into the Ronnie Mac, Mac house and we're staying there and. And yeah, anyway, the sur- the surgery happened and it went w- really well, obviously. And um, yeah, we-, we were kind of waiting, sitting in a park, and I was just sitting there like, "Oh my god, our baby's in surgery right now, and something could happen. This is it." And we were just sitting there, and I- we were just both like, just, just like disassociated as fuck, like, <laughs> yeah, and um, survival mode, yeah. And then we we had um. Uh, Evelyn's parents like kind of support us and they were incredible and Michelle was just you know right there with us as well and yeah and anyway we're waiting for the call happened pretty fast um and yeah they said they kind of said yeah, the surgery's done and I'm like what I'm like, what yeah. <laughs> they said the surgery's done it went well and I'm like what like, did it go well <laughs> sure. and, and, probably hadn't slept yeah it was like, I, was like, I was just trying to like hear what they were saying and and i was like no the surgery went really well um now she's in recovery um you can come back and see her and i'm like holy shit and this big sigh of relief anyway i went into icu she was there she was recovering fucking tubes coming out of her from all places which is what we saw with the start too which is just crazy to see your own child hooked up like that it's just that also is quite triggering but 
Anyway, um, the surgeons came in and let us know how it went and I just gave him a big hug and he was like surgeons are just quite emotional, <laughs> emotionless sort of people because they've got to be. Um, he was just kind of like, he's just like, yeah, just just relax, man. Like she's got to recover now. <laughs> and then he just walked off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and, and- Don't the, touch me. I don't want to know you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, exactly. he's got to operate and people are dying all yeah, the time. So. that's right. Yeah. And um, yeah, but he, they're just incredible humans. Like just incredibly skilled, skilled humans. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, that was amazing. Um, then the, the wards got a little bit stressful because there was a lot of th- lot of boundaries that were being being broken from us in the in the wards. Yeah, well, you don't even remember this, but you you were messaging me, yeah. and I was saying, fucking, like you know, once she was in recovery, I was like. You know, if make make sure you're getting that baby back to Evelyn. Get that baby back to Evelyn. Yeah. And then you guys are telling me like how it's just not set up for a mother no. and a baby. Like Evelyn couldn't like she was in a ward full of like just all other kids. Yeah. Well, obviously with the stress of everything, Evelyn was losing her milk supply. Yeah. So, and we, I knew that was yeah. you know that was gonna be that. That's so why I was like, you got to get that baby close to her again. Yeah. But- and also because she wasn't connected to Ev- uh, Mila as much either because we weren't staying in the same room. Exactly. Together, like, yeah. We were separated from her. Um. So it's a good good little just I'll just say like for any like man if a man's listening to this or a woman's listening to this for a successful breastfeeding journey the baby's got to be on the mum. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's the hormonal process like and so hard. You know, I hear people say they're like to go on these like four-hour schedules mm, mm. and then like the baby's not with the mum and then the milk starts to dry up and they're like, oh, yeah. you know, I'm not feeding the baby enough. It's like it's because the baby's got to be touching you mm. a lot yeah. and it's got to be feeding on demand to like yeah. so the more it demands, the more milk the body creates. So for yeah. Ev, the more meals away from her the mm. less her body says i need to create milk exactly that's right so and and, it, and we can just look at that from an energetic connection standpoint we know even in the research like with they've, they've measured it neuro uh like, like i think the uh, is it the neurochemistry or they they look at they look at something within the brain and the brain when um when when bubs is is connected to mum like something like it fires up like they're, they're more they're feeling more connected like, yeah um, and they see like actual biochemical changes and all these things happen when yeah. when mum's close. So well, and they, vice versa too with mum as well. So yeah. it's like there's, they, there's, they, there's things happen. You've heard of like the dyads before, like um, Nathan. I think it's Nathan Wallace. He's a yeah. neurologist, yeah. and he studied children's brains. And like early on, they can only deal with one. They got one dyad. So, like, diet would be their main person, so their mum. And then as they get older, they can possibly start to deal with maybe 15% of another one. Yeah. Yeah, like, and this is why, like, passing your baby around necessarily isn't the best Best, thing. Best thing, Should be, because they're, apparently, he reckons, like, if you hook their brain up and they they go to, like, they get passed around, their brain is going all over the joint. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what they were measuring, like, the stress. Yeah. uh, And, and, um, yeah. So, so that there, that's, um... Yeah, that's 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 huge. So anyway, um, so so yeah, uh, wasn't set up very well. Like it was loud as hell. Ev couldn't sleep in there, so we just Ev had like the main focus was getting Ev's milk supply back. So we had to figure out how we're going to do that. Well, the main thing is reducing stress, so more food, sleep, yeah, those things. But we couldn't do that with Mia on the ward, so we had to sacrifice that to try and get her milk supply back. So then Mia was being fed well, so. 
anyway, um, yeah, that was crazy. Um, getting the hard thing is, is you the ideal thing would be Mueller and Evelyn sleep together with Mueller mm. on top of Evelyn, and that would yeah create it. But you couldn't do that in that ward. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, to separate to sleep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, and so, yeah, we were, um, yeah, we were. We were, uh, yeah, in a position where then as Mila was in the wards, they wanted to give her like um, formula. Yeah. And we're like, fuck no. So obviously Ev was pumping as much as he could, but then we were getting some supplies dropped off. Yeah, a little sneaky little donut <laughs> milk. Little sne- sneakies of uh, some... some um, but people don't know this, man. They don't know that you can get donor breast milk. Don't, yeah, donor breast milk, yeah. You can get, like you can get, if you're someone who's struggling to breastfeed, mm. you can get breast milk from another mother and it's not weird that's no like you gotta understand like back in the day you weren't solely breastfed by your mum you'd be breastfed by your auntie you'd be breastfed by other people around the tribe it wasn't just with your mum so like people you know everyone would feed the babies that's right yeah so so yeah so that was um that was critical for her kind of recovery and um and so yeah we, we we did that and then we um we what else um, happened? Like you know, as like we had we had these really, like had these really strong boundaries around like Mila not being kind of like too much intervening and like coming into her space and like mm. um, doing unnecessary interventions and stuff like that. So anyway, there was so many times where we said, "Don't do this, don't do that," da 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 da. da but then they'll do it anyway. Yeah, and a lot of it wasn't necessary. It was stuff like, "Oh, we need to check her hearing." It's like, what's that could do with her heart yeah. surgery? We just want to keep everything relevant to her heart surgery and her getting well with that because yeah. we know that she's going to be, she's okay there. Yeah. So they want to do all these like testing and all this stuff and, you know, vaccinations and yeah. questions around that. And it's like, no, nah, yeah. stay away from my baby. Yeah. You're not injecting my baby. After injecting this, my just, baby. Especially after she just had a heart surgery. Oh, you know yeah. And there's no way you're ever injecting her anyway. So, <laughs> so, so, um, so, so, um, so yeah, that, yeah. Lots of that, and I walked in, and I clearly stated to the whole ward, "Don't do this." And I walked in, and they were doing it, and I went off my fucking tree. I yeah. lost it, and already it was like I look back on that, and I wasn't, I wasn't very embodied. Uh, I probably um, could have went about it a little bit yeah. better, but but I, there was a lot of emotion. I think it built up over the week, and also that you know, just seeing your baby go through that, and then seeing them do do things to your baby that you don't didn't want them to do and you all you're thinking about is protecting your baby i think there's this this animalistic kind of like masculine that like mm. comes through yeah, yeah yeah yeah. and i just i just said get the fuck away from my baby <laughs> get away what are you doing and i and i just yeah and i just i i told i really told him off yeah i said <laughs> and, and anyway That's they, a polite way. yeah 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 um and then, yeah, I, I had a big chat to the whole team and I said, you can't be doing this, da-da-da-da. And they said, you can't be doing this. And they started to gaslight me. They started to go, we've never had anyone do this before. You're, you need to sort yourself out. Otherwise, security is coming to bring you out of here, da-da-da. And all I did was raise my voice because I was infuriated because my boundaries, our boundaries have been crossed time and time again. This wasn't the first time either. This was like the third or fourth time. So mm. um, anyway, um, so yeah, that was... That was a big thing. And just noticing, I guess, the way they make you feel like you're the crazy one because of what they feel they're doing is so right and and all these things. And it's like it's it's an interesting thing that can happen in the system. Yeah. A very common thing that can happen in the system, especially in the birth space. Um, 
Um, but yeah, as I said, ICU was incredible. But as soon as we went in the wards, it was a bit of a fucking shambles. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, um, got out of hospital and recovery is all good. And yeah, life's been good since. Good since. Fucking incredible. Miller's development's been amazing. And, and yeah, it's interesting. Like I don't know how. You, I guess we won't know how Miller's been affected by this until later as we talk about it more. But um, and how she maybe feels in. Like I don't know, going into a hospital or something, but but um, you know, one thing we noticed with Mila is she is quite a um, and we, we've done a lot of human design stuff, and Evelyn's a, like a manifesting generator, but she has these like parts to her human design where she actually likes her own space, and Mila's slept in her own room the whole time, and she's yeah. not a very like she's obviously attached like any child, yeah. they, they've got needs, but she likes her her space, yeah. I wonder if that's part of her being separated as well. Wonder. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to know. Yeah, you don't know. It's it's, it's, it's a hard one. Yeah, yeah. But but um but I know for me, like I was like I I know as a child and this could be also my own traumas as well coming through, but I remember always jumping in, in mum and dad's bed bed and stuff as So did I. And and um, you know, with with Mila though, she's not in any rush. Nah. Yeah. Like Leo's all over me. Like I, yeah. I jump in bed with Leo during the night and he's like he doesn't like he has to be touching me the whole night. Yeah. yeah. See Mila see Mila Actually, he's a little bit less like it in the last few weeks. Yeah. See Mila Mila will Mila will obviously call out in the night and need need some like connection. Yeah. Like when she you know, is going through a developmental stage or whatever. But like yeah, she's been in her room and she enjoys I don't know, she just doesn't hasn't felt like she's been stressed. Like the, we feel her and she doesn't feel stressed. The one thing I would probably say to you there is like because I remember you telling me, Ev telling me that she told them in the ward that if yeah. she is distressed, you tell me straight away and I come back. Yeah, that's right. And they never did. They and never they did. and then when you went over there, they said she was screaming all night. Yeah, that's you right. You know what I mean? Like so yeah. part of her without this is, you know, upsetting sort of went through that sleep training that people do where they separate from their kid and let their kid cry out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where Mila yeah, might they, have gone through that, it's probably, that trauma. It's probably true. Yeah, you know what I mean? True. Because, because you know, like their brain shuts off, like mm. instead of like it's it's a survival mechanism because they're mm. saying that because they're being loud to try and get mum, but mum's yeah. not coming. So then eventually their brain switches over to, well, I'm going to get killed by another predator if I don't shut up. Yeah, yeah, so they yeah, just yeah. their brain shuts, shuts off, off and they and pass out and go to sleep and that's mm. may have yeah, may, that maybe may, a contributor to the fact that she's able to just sleep through the night. Yeah, maybe, yeah, exactly. Because that's what that's that's what they do with sleep training. It's, a, it's an it's an adaptation, isn't it? Yeah, exactly like, right. Yeah. So um yeah, so yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's good good reflection. Um Yeah, so I guess where do we go from here? I mean, we've been talking for a while, but well, I, I thought like this is this was going to be just because we want to do other podcasts about this. We want to talk about yeah. fatherhood, and I just thought that this was a really good introduction because birth is the start of it, and pregnancy is the start yeah. of it, where you you have that rite of passage to protect yeah. the space for birth, yes. and it's not putting your fear and and starting to create trust within your mother, within the mother, within yeah. the feminine, um, for you to play a role, and mm. maybe like we'll leave it here. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's great. We've told both our stories. Um, your story is fantastic mm. to hear um, and so raw and, you know, it's still raw when you talk about it, which is oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And for you to be able to have to play, so, you know, pl- you know, mature as a father so quickly, you know. Yeah. Um, but I'd love to, like, move from here into how we are as fathers and, you know, the, the, the things that – the triggers that we get, the challenges we get. 
yeah. um, and we can put that into the next podcast, um, you know, and things we're trying to overcome to be the best fathers possible. Absolutely, yeah, because I'd loved something that came through then intuitively was what I'd like to talk about in a future podcasts as well is about like attending to our child's needs as well and, mm. and how sometimes we can get caught up in everything that we're doing, especially as men, we get caught in the do mode. Yeah. And sometimes we've got to know how to like, huh? Like, yeah. There's sacrifice here. Yeah, we've we need to really attend to these needs because it's fucking crucial in those first, well, first, especially seven to 10 years, but wow. I mean, completely just all together, it's important just yeah. to be there, you know, and yeah. be attentive to your child's needs. So, um, yeah, well, there's lots to, lots to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> we'll wrap it there. Yeah. You know, that's us in us in the birth space. Yeah, um, you know, fuck, send us messages on Instagram. I'll, I'll talk about this every day, single day. Oh yeah. Um, and, but, and and any other men that are maybe inspired from this journey, man. fucking reach out. Like, because yeah. I love helping. Like the way you help me, I like yeah. to pass that on now. Hundred percent. And I think as men, that's what our role is to do as we go through right that rite of passage as, yeah. as as leaders. Yeah. Like we go through being the, the boy to the man and then man to the, the leader, leader to the yeah. father. And I think naturally men are meant to go through that and, you know, let's pull up other men. You know, let's, let's, let's pull them up with us and, 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 and get that space held, you know, for our, for our beautiful women. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. All right, we'll leave it there. Awesome. See you guys. Ciao. Thanks for listening. We hope this opened your mind to new possibilities in your journey. If you want to follow on for more, please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at Life Athlete Health and at Coach Jordan Briggs. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. We'll see you next time.